Queensland Parliament will today mark the anniversary of last year's devastating floods that killed 13 people and caused nearly $8 billion in damage. The floods smashed communities from Gladstone to the border before continuing its deadly path through New South Wales. Today has been chosen to remember last year's devastation as it was on this day that the disaster recovery funding arrangements were activated, which meant the Queensland Reconstruction Authority could respond. Heading it at the time was Brendan Moon. He's now Australia's first Coordinator General of the National Emergency Management Agency and he's our guest this morning. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast. Good morning, Patricia. You were there on the ground in Brisbane. It was called a rain bomb. Brisbane got 80% of its annual rainfall in just six days. How do you reflect on that unprecedented event? Well, as, as we emerge from 2022, which everyone recognises the most costly flood event in Australia's history, the thing that surprised us was not only the amount of rain we received over a very, very short period, it was the intensity, Patricia. We saw communities that we had experienced in the decade prior, back in 2011, that were flooded again. But also importantly, there were people and communities who we thought originally were immune to flooding who had been flooded this particular time as well. Sadly, we saw that repeated in northern New South Wales, central western New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and more recently, Western Australia in the Fitzroy River crossing. So this is a real challenge for the community is becoming a little more resilient and aware of the, the risks that our weather and our climate poses. The biggest impact in terms of population was felt in southeast Queensland. Can you remind us of that scale of the disaster and, and the sort of subsequent consequences for those people? Sure. Um, it, you said right at the um, at the opening of of this piece is that the event extended from Gladstone to the Gold Coast and out as far as St George, and what we saw was over seven thousand homes that were inundated as a result of this event, and also a thousand commercial properties as well. Deloitte did a review of the event and indicated that some half a million people were directly impacted by this particular event. So that's massive in anyone's terms. With your new cap on, uh, as a nation, is this what we should be bracing for more routinely, that what you just described having happened last year? Is that just something we should just anticipate more regularly? Um, We are, and planning and also investment is well underway in that space. Immediately after that our event, our priorities were very much about getting people back in their homes. It was reconnecting communities, businesses operating, but also we saw it as a real opportunity to start to invest in reducing risk that we were seeing out there, especially surrounding floods and investing in disaster risk reduction. And you will see an element of each of the recovery plans that is in operation throughout all the states is that people are now starting to look at how do we reduce risk and make our communities more safer. In Queensland and also in New South Wales, we're now looking at Resilient Homes Fund. So we're starting to look at those people most vulnerable, most at risk, most impacted by these events, and we're giving them options about whether they sell their homes or whether they rebuild them and make them more floodproof into the future. And that's a feature we're seeing across the landscape. You were leading the recovery efforts until September last year. 
just you gave me a picture just there of of the kind of work now, but has there been the the level of progress that should have been made in terms of rebuilding communities and infrastructure? Absolutely. In 2011, that was a trigger event for Queensland, the Cyclone Yazi Yazi and the South East Queensland floods. There was a commission of inquiry after that particular event, and it actually pointed to the additional work that needed to be done in terms of how we prepare, how we respond and how we recover. And what you are seeing now in terms of the pace of recovery, and if we look at Queensland now, we see that two thirds of homes have actually either been repaired or have works underway in the aftermath of the floods that happened last year. So we're becoming better at how we do respond and also recover. But importantly, we are now investing in that risk reduction piece as well. And you will, and, and I would point out that the Disaster Ready Fund, which is a billion dollars over five years, the first round is now out and available for states to make those significant investments to reduce not only flood risk, but fire risk, cyclone risk, a whole range of hazards in that we are now taking a more programmed and planned approach to dealing with the challenges that we have. I understand you're working closely with the new New South Wales Reconstruction Authority and the Northern Rivers Reconstruction Corporation. There continues to be a lot of frustration and anger in the state about the slow response to last year's flooding disasters. What do you say to those communities? There are always communities that will be really, really severely impacted by these events. And what we saw in in northern New South Wales was a catastrophic event, loss of life, massive impacts to homes and also to infrastructure. But what we are seeing are stories of hope and recovery. Importantly today, what is really heartening to see are the first offers being made to people in terms of selling their homes and moving out of those really, really high risk areas. There'll be additional announcements in in the coming weeks about additional investment in terms of starting to deal with those impacts, reconnecting those communities, making infrastructure more resilient, but also ensuring that people can get back in their homes quickly. We're working closely with local government, the state government to ensure that happens as promptly as possible. But also recognising, Patricia, there'll be some people who will take a while to recover from this. So ensuring that there's a safety net for those people to support them in long-term recovery. Brendan Moon, many thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, Patricia. That's Australia's first Coordinator General of the National Emergency Management Agency, Brendan Moon. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.